that's the way jerry must have felt charlotte overcome rises to go and charlotte i don't want to depress you but if he is if it turns out that he's in the mor in that place i know where you can get some simply stunning mourning for charlotte begins to weep why what's the matter i just thought it'd cheer you up to know you could get it cheap you'll have to watch your money you know charlotte hurries from the room i wonder what's the matter with her joseph fish outside oh doris doris goes to the window how did you know i was here fish outside they told me at your house can i come in yes but don't holler around so haven't you got any respect for the missing fish comes in doris i'm awfully sorry about oh joseph haven't you got any sense sitting there last night everything was perfect and just when i was feeling sentimental you began talking about embalming in the twilight and i was just about to take out my removable bridge i'm sorry have they found your sister's husband yet no has he gone away permanently or for good we don't know we're having the dives combed listen has anyone in your family ever had aphasia what's that where you go off and fall in love with girls and don't know what you're doing i think my uncle had that sort of dazed well sort of when there was any women around he got sort of dazed doris thoughtfully i wonder if you could inherit a thing from your uncle she removes her gum secretly what are you chewing joe oh uh, just an old piece of something i found in my mouth it's gum i thought i asked you not to chew gum it doesn't look clean cut for a man to be chewing gum you haven't got any sense of what's nice joseph see here suppose i was at a reception and went up to mrs astor or mrs vanderbilt or somebody like this she replaces her own gum in her mouth she needs it for her imitation how do you do mrs vanderbilt chew chew what do you think she'd say do you think she'd stand it not for a minute well when i start going with mrs vanderbilt will be plenty of time to stop from outside is heard the sound of a metallic whistle a melodious call in c major what's that don't ask me it's pretty it must be some kind of bird the whistle is repeated it is nearer there it is again doris goes to the window it's only the postman i never heard a postman with a whistle like that he must be a new one on this beat that's too bad the old one used to give me my mail wherever i met him even if he was four or five blocks from my house the sound again just outside the door now i'll let him in she goes to the door and opens it the figure of the new postman is outlined in the doorway against the morning sky it is jerry frost but for a particular reason neither doris nor joseph fish recognize him he is utterly changed in this gray uniform his once flabby figure appears firm erect even defiant his chin is up the office stoop has gone when he speaks his voice is full of confidence with perhaps a touch of scorn at the conglomerate weaknesses of humanity good morning would you like some mail doris taken somewhat aback why sure 
I guess so. It's a nice morning out. You two ought to be out walking. Fish, blankly. Huh? Is this number 2127? If it is, I've got a good-looking lot of mail for you. Doris, with growing interest. What do you mean, a good-looking lot of mail? What do I mean? Why, well, I mean it's got variety, of course. Rummaging in his bag. I got eight letters for you. Say, you're new on this beat, aren't you? Yes, I'm new, but I'm good. He produces a handful of letters. I'm the best one they ever had. How do you know? Did they tell you? No, I just feel it. I know my job. I can give any other mailman stamps and postcards and beat him with bundles. I'm just naturally good. I don't know why. I never heard of a mailman being good. They're mostly all good. Some professions anybody can get into them, like business or politics, for instance. But you take postmen. They're like angels. They sort of pick them out. Witheringly. They not only pick them out, they select them. Fish, fascinated. And you're the best one? Jerry, modestly. Yes, I'm the best one they ever had. He looks over the letters. Now here's what I call a clever ad. Delivered a lot of these this morning. Children like them, you know. They're from the carpet company. Let's see it. He takes the ad eagerly. Isn't that a nice little thing? And I got two bills for you here. I'll hide those, though. Still, maybe you want to clear up all your accounts. Some people like to get bills. The old lady next door wanted to get hers. I gave her three, and you think they were checks. Anyways, these two don't look very big from the outside, anyhow. But of course you can't tell from the outside. Let me see them. Let me see them, too. They squabble mildly over the bills. The thing is for everybody in the house to write what they guess is the amount of the bill on the outside of the envelope. And then when you open the envelope, the one who guessed the closest has to pay the bill. Or he could get a prize? Something like that. He winks at Doris. And here's a couple of postcards. They're sort of pretty ones. This one's the Union Station at Buffalo. Let me see it. And this one says Xmas greetings. It's four months late. To Doris. I guess these are for you. No, they're for my sister. Well, I haven't read what's written on the back. I'll never do. I hope it's good news. Doris, inspecting the backs. No, they're from an aunt or something. Anything else? Yes, here's one more. I think it's one of the neatest letters I've had this morning. Now, isn't that a cute letter? I call that a cute letter. He weighs it in his hand and smells it. Smell it. It does smell good. It's a perfume ad. Say, that sure does smell good. Well, I've done pretty well by you this morning. Maybe you got a letter for me. No, there's none today. Funny thing. I came near leaving that pink letter with a little girl down the street who looked as if she needed one pretty bad. I thought that maybe it was really meant for her and just had the wrong name and address on by mistake. It would have tickled her. I get tempted to leave mail where it really ought to go instead of where it's addressed to. Mail ought to go to people who appreciate it. It's hard on a postman, especially when he's the best one they ever had. I guess it must be. Yeah, it must be tough. They are both obviously fascinated. Well, there's somebody in this house who needs to write letters something awful. If you get one that looks as if it might do for her, you could leave it by here. 
Is that so? Well, that's too bad. I'll certainly keep that in mind. The next one I think'll do, I'll leave it by here. Thanks. I've got one of these special delivery love letters for a go around the corner, and I want to hurry up and give it to her, so as to see her grin when she gets it. It's for Miss Doris. Doris, interrupting. That's me. Give it to me now. Sure. Say, this is lucky. He starts to hand it to her. Say, listen. Why are you like a stenographer? Me? Yes. I don't know. Why? Because I say to you, take a letter. <laughs> Fish, wildly amused. <laughs> Jerry, with some satisfaction. That's a good one, isn't it? I made that one up this morning. <laughs> Joseph, I asked you to have some respect for the missing. To Jerry. You see, there's a fella missing here, and it's his wife that needs the letter. Fish, jealously. Who's your letter from? Doris, reading it. It's from my lost fiancé. It says he didn't mean to drink the perfume, but the label was off the bottle, and he thought it was bay rum. My God, will you forgive him? Don't worry, my boy. Bay rum or perfume, he killed a love with the first swallow. He goes toward the door. Goodbye. I'll try to find that letter for the lady here that needs it so bad. Get 